Welcome to Inside Your County Government. I'm Doria Fleischer, your Charles County Community Engagement Coordinator. Thanks for tuning in today. We have a special series going on right now. We want to take a minute to introduce you to all of our wonderful departments in county government. Sometimes it can be hard to understand the complexity of how Charles County government operates, and we want you as residents to hear what's going on in our departments, the work they're doing, the successes they're having, the challenges they're working to overcome, and of course, and perhaps most importantly, how you can learn more and stay engaged. I am joined here today by the Department of Community Services. Thank you both so much for being here. Dina Barclay, our Director of Community Services, and Lisa Furlow, our Chief of Aging and Human Services. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. So I know that I put you all on the spot by saying, <laughs> come in and have a conversation. Tell us, tell us what's going on, yeah? So Dina, can you start, talk to us about what is the Department of Community Services? If you had to give a big overview of, of what you all do, what right. is it? So the Department of Community Services is one of the most public-facing departments in county government. We deal with pretty much every resident of the county who needs our support, whether they're infants or, you know, or new parents or people in the later years of their life um, and family caregivers, everybody in between. So we really have a large breadth of reach in the community, and we try to make sure that all of our programs and initiatives have something for everybody in Charles County. It's beautiful. And I think at some point, I don't remember when I either heard you or one of your, your staff describe that Department of Community Services is really kind of cradle to grave, that you're yeah. touching, you're able to touch a resident through every stage of their lifespan, right. both challenging and celebratory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we have programs that start with prenatal, you know, support for moms, um, newborns exposed to substances. We have a program that even addresses some of those issues in partnership with the health department and our local hospital. And of course, as I said, we go all the way through, you know, Lisa's division, the aging division, um, dealing with uh, helping family caregivers support their parents at the end of life, um, you know, everything in between. So I guess I should give a little background that our, our departments and county government are broken into divisions. Yes. And those divisions are kind of each specialized in an area. So what are the divisions that community mm -hmm. services includes? So we have three divisions in our department. Um, and, you know, kind of like three and a half, I like to say, because our local management board is is not its own division. But so our, our administration division is the first one. And that's basically the general operations of the department and overseeing everything that we do throughout the department. Um, but it also includes our local management board, which is also called the Charles County Advocacy Council for Children, Youth, and Families. It's a very big mouthful. I'm laughing because I, I love that you have to kind of, I watched your eyes roll up of like, I do know this acronym because it yeah. is local, man local management board is definitely the, the better way to say. To say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier to say. But that, that uh, group of folks in our admin division, they are the ones who plan and support all of the um, uh, activities and, and services for children, youth, and families in Charles County, and particularly with a focus on families who may be struggling with parenting issues, children who are having behavioral um, you know, concerns, um, kids who are having trouble in school or have dropped out of school and need some redirection, um, you know, engagement with um, other providers in the community. So that's, a, that's an important part of our admin division. All right. What and else? Next division is our housing division. And that uh, the housing division serves as the housing authority for Charles County. Um, a lot of, we hear a lot of times people think we don't have a housing authority in Charles County. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you we absolutely do. <laughs> it's in our department yeah. and our staff there do a wonderful job providing um, a variety of different services that support housing needs in Charles County. The biggest of those, of course, is our um, housing choice voucher program, which used to be called Section 8. A lot of people might know it as that. 
and that provides rental assistance every month to qualified beneficiaries. We directly pay the landlord our share of the subsidy, and then the resident has a share that they participate in, which is basically no more than 30% of their income. Mm. Um, there are lots of qualifications and regulations around it, but we do um, try to make sure that we are um, communicating what that what those requirements are and making sure that we provide that opportunity to as many eligible persons as we can. So, um, and and that it is actually the largest single grant I believe still that has ever come into Charles County. Mm. Um, it's about ten million dollars per year, and we do reapply for that funding every year. It comes from HUD. Um, and that administers only the housing choice voucher program um, and and the the rental assistance that comes with it. Right. Yeah. So and I'm assuming that if if we could have more than 10 million, we would spend more than 10 million. Absolutely. So yeah. that's another misconception. People think we have a specific number of vouchers to give out. And actually what it is is that we have to operate the program within our budget authority, which is the $10 million. Right. Um, <clears throat> so depending on how much of a subsidy every individual family or household needs that really determines how many people we can help every year so we can't spend more than what we receive from the federal government um, but we do stretch it as far as we possibly can right. and we do recertify folks to make sure that we're not continuing to subsidize people who are no longer eligible mm. um, and we do actually have people who progress off of the program to become self-sufficient and that's really the goal of programs like that is to move people toward self-sufficiency um, over a period of time. Also within that division, we do a lot of different things that most people in the community may not be familiar with. So we administer the community development block grant for all of Charles County government. Um, so if there are large projects that need to be undertaken and they're eligible for, we call it CDGB, um, that money comes from the Maryland uh, Department of Housing and Community Development. And we apply for those funds. We um, have to submit a grant application, a project description, and a budget. And then we can receive up to $800,000 per project during the year um, for those uh, awarded um, projects. And those so, are all over the community? All over the community. So there was a presentation a couple weeks ago, you may have seen, where um, we received $800,000 towards re relocating a stream in one of the w neighborhoods in Waldorf because it was causing nuisance flooding in a neighborhood pretty much every time it rained. Um, those are the kind of big projects that you know these grant funds are, are really helpful to support. Um, we also have programs that help people who already have housing to remain safely housed. So there are um, state special loans programs and um, a USDA rural preservation housing preservation program. So if you have been a homeowner for a long time and you need a new well or um, you need to have significant repairs done on your home to adapt for somebody who now has a disability who lives in your home or, you know, something essential to, you know, it's not a home renovation project, right. but, but an improvement project for essential um, needs. Um, so we can help homeowners with things like that. And we also have first-time homebuyer programs. Um, that help people to become first-time home buyers with down payment assistance through our, uh, it's called the SELP program, Settlement Expense Loan Program. That is a loan, it's not a grant, but it's very generous. Um, and the, the payback terms are, are you know, very reasonable. Um, not like what you would get from if you had to take out a, a private loan somewhere. Right. 
Um, and then we also have a home ownership pro program that kind of couples with our Section 8 program, where if you've been successfully following all the regulations and been successful on the Housing Choice Voucher program for a period of time, you can then apply for an opportunity to become a homeowner and have that same type of subsidy help to pay for your mortgage rather than rent. Um, and the homeowner keeps all the equity that's built up in that home. So it's a great way for us to try to bridge the wealth gap and help more people become yeah. homeowners in Charles County. Well, and I love, I, I always get, I don't know, kind of emotional when you talk about those programs because just like Department of Community Services touches people throughout their lifetime, I, I love hearing about the different ways that you can either get a house or stay in your house, regardless mm -hmm. of whether you're a first-time home buyer and it's you come to Charles County and everything's so expensive, how am I going to afford mm -hmm. this? Or if you're somebody who bought your home that many years ago right. and all of a sudden can't afford to make these right. big fixes, but you can't afford to go anywhere else either. Right. So I, I appreciate that you have programs designed to help homeowners at every stage of the process, including becoming homeowners yep. for the first time. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Yep. And I'll Good. let Lisa talk about yeah. the aging divot. I feel like Lisa's been sitting here anxiously <laughs> like, let's get to the seniors. Let's get to the seniors, the good stuff. All right. So Lisa, tell us about what your division does. So um, we have a couple different aspects of our division. First one is our senior centers. Um, we have four very active senior centers in the county. They are for 60 and older, and they're located, we have one in Waldorf, uh, Nanjimoy, Indian Head, and La Plata. And we have a ton of different activities going on there, whether you want to learn how to play a guitar or take an art class or a fitness class or wellness programs. We even have staff there that you can make a one-on-one -on -one appointment with if you're having trouble finding transportation or you're having trouble with your insurance, you know, need something with Medicare, um, that kind of thing. So we try to, you know, do a variety of different things to engage everybody. And of course, we have the fun stuff like bingo and parties and stuff like that, too. I do always love it when I get invited to go to the senior center. Absolutely. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> and I love um, each senior center seems to kind of have its own culture, its own community. Like Absolutely. it's interesting to see the differences in them. Yeah. Absolutely. They become very close, very tight knit. And, you know, they really sort of look out for each other and it becomes a community mm -hmm. in itself within, you know, each sort of senior center. And then we have our, our long-term care services side. Um, so that's more when you need assistance brought into the home. So we can help you look for an in-home uh, aid provider, um, whether you need durable medical equipment, like something like a wheelchair or a walker mm. or rollator or something like that. We can help you try to get that. Um, if you need Meals on Wheels, like I mentioned before, to have the meals delivered to your home, um, you know, any of those in-home services so we can try to keep you in your home as long as possible, aging, because um, most people, that's where they would like to right. age. Um, so as safe as, you know, we can and as long as we can, we'd like to keep you in your home um, so we can help you set up those services um, and even pay for them if you're eligible for it. Um, and then finally, we have our Maryland Access Point line, uh, which is our intake line. We have um, phones that we have staff answering every day. Um, and this is really our information and assistance where you can call in and, you know, whether you be a senior or a family member or just a community center, I mean, a community member, excuse me, and you want to find out about the different programs, the different um, options that you have. We can make referrals through the Maryland Access Point. Um, we can do screen 
screenings that um, let you know which programs that you might be eligible for, because mm. all of them have different eligibility requirements, you know, which is difficult to keep up with. So we do the screening and we sort of do all that for you. That's lovely. So I don't need to know what I need. Correct. I just need to call and then somebody will help, Correct. you know, figure out based off of who I am, exactly. what I would qualify for. That's exactly. great. One of the things that I think Lisa's team does exceptionally well, and we try to do this throughout the department, but for sure in the Aging and Human Services Division, we don't expect people who call into our department for help to know what exactly they need to ask for. They don't have to use the right word right. or ask mm -hmm. for a specific program. They can just tell us what's going on for them and let us put the words to it. You know, mm -hmm. this is the kind of program you're looking for. We right. have a national family caregivers program. So that's another exception where if you're the caregiver, you don't have to be 60. You just need to be taking care of somebody who's right. eligible for the program. So there's a lot of exceptions. And I think yeah. sometimes people don't use the same words in their own language right. that we use when we're talking as professionals. Correct. You know, what's our jargon? We don't expect people to know that. So sometimes we'll, people will call in and they'll say something like, I need help paying for housing for my mom. Mom. Well, then if you ask enough questions, you find out they need help paying for assisted living, mm -hmm. not that they need to right. talk to our housing division about rental assistance. So from the community engagement perspective, when I hear you say that, what I think is we don't need to be educating people on everything. Right. We right. need to be educating people on calling. Yes. And yes. then your staff can be the experts. <laughs> yes. Your staff yes. can be the ones to unpack this uh -huh. kind of difficult system to understand. We just want our residents to know if you think you need help. Right call. So I want to spend just a, a couple of minutes. I, I think we could probably spend hours talking <laughs> about the successes of your, and we've talked a little bit about it, but the, success, the successes of your department and also some of the things that are ongoing challenges and struggles. I don't want to spend too, too long, but, but give me some of the highlights, please. What are you most proud of? What are the really great things going on in the department right now? What are the things that you're really celebrating? And then also what are the things that are making your staff <laughs> work hard. And um, I always think about Kelly Robertson Slagle, our economic development department um, director. She always says, the things that keep me awake at night, the mm -hmm. things that I don't go to sleep because I can't stop thinking about how I'm going to. Yeah. So yeah. You want me to go for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I brought an example of our newsletter that we have that we put together every month. Um, and we're super proud of this newsletter. And it um, goes through all the programs that we have in all the senior centers. So we definitely promote that a lot because it is a one place to not learn about all of our services, but when senior centers are involved, it's probably going to be in the scoop. The best um, so we're really proud about that. I'm um, laughing because at some point about a year ago, I was at one of the senior centers and the new scoop had just come out. And I said to one of the staff, do you mind if I take a couple? And the staff who was so lovely said something like, oh, our seniors really look forward to this. Like, I don't do. really want to give you any right now. <laughs> and I think that was a great this answer. A, like, I don't want to take a hot commodity it, from it the people is, who really need it. It is a hot <laughs> ticket. I mean, we post it online. We have it on our Facebook page. It's on the county website. But for some reason, these are hot. Yeah. You <laughs> so want to have it in your come, hand. I can yes, appreciate when that. when they yeah. come out, um, we have people who religiously read it cover to cover. Um, and yes, they are very popular. <laughs> so we're very proud of our newsletter. Awesome. 
Um, and then what else is going on um, that we have? Well, you know, we have our regular ongoing programs that sort of happen every year, but that we're really proud that we're able to, you know, help so many people with it. All right. Any other, yeah. before we move into the struggles, the challenges, any other? Oh, yeah. So big, I do want to, I want to yeah. talk a little bit about some of the other divisions and what's going on for them. So it's you know, not all about the seniors, yeah. Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much just something every single month. Like, you know, if you go through the year, you know, and it's, you know, not just the, the fun stuff that Lisa's group does or the important things like Medicare open enrollment, but there are different things that happen. So like the local management board is planning and there, this will be kind of like their second annual community resource day. Yeah. So this used to be an annual event called early childhood day. We recognized our staff and our board members that we wanted to be more inclusive because people don't just have challenges raising their children and families when their kids are really little and getting them sort of ready for school, but also throughout their family experience. Right. So now it's a community resource day for families, all families of children of all ages and, and different kinds of households. But there's, you know, you know, in pretty much every division, there's stuff going on all year long, and we try to um, provide updates on the social, different social media sites, certainly the county website, um, f- talking with folks like you about things that are coming up so that we can get the word out in the community. I love it. So people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's great. Absolutely. All right. So a bit of a negative note. <laughs> what are the challenges? What's keeping you up at night? What are the roadblocks? If, if we had a magic wand, mm-hmm. what would we be fixing at this point? Well, I think, and I and I'll let, can let Lisa speak mm-hmm. to this a little bit too. I know she has something in particular to share about planning, but um, there are wait lists for a lot of the programs that we operate in our department. So we, the majority of our budget is actually based on grants. Mm-hmm. We've been extraordinarily successful in bringing more money into Charles County through grants than any previous time in our department history, um, particularly during the pandemic. Um, we actually brought in 76% of all federal grants that came into Charles County government were applied for and awarded to community services. Mm -hmm. And that's a direct result of our staff working towards getting those funds into the community and administering those programs. And there's a lot of work that goes into administering those funds once you get them. It's not just, there's no free lunch. We like to say. (laughs) There's a lot of work behind it, a lot of data management and reporting and financial management and all of it. So, but we're really proud that we've been able to bring those funds into our community. But a lot of those programs were temporary during the pandemic. And so um, we're looking for new resources now to try to fill those gaps because we always have wait lists for things. We have a wait list for our um, Section 8, you know, Housing Choice Voucher right. Program. Um, we have wait lists in the aging division. We generally don't have wait lists for our local management board programs, um, but we know that there are more needs in the community than the people that we're reaching. And right. so that's one of the things that we are concerned about is, you know, how do we continue to grow and, and expand our services to meet the growing population and the increasing demands that we're getting, right. you know, from our residents in the community. Sometimes people call us and we don't really have a program to meet the need that they're um, struggling with. And so we certainly try to coordinate with other organizations in the community. We have tight relationships with numerous nonprofits in the community because we really all need to work together in order to solve solve larger community issues. And our larger community issues are... And they're big. Yeah, and they're not going away. They're not isolated Mm -hmm. to Charles County. So we hear a lot about affordable housing in Charles County. Um, There's an affordable housing work group that our chief of housing authority and myself are both on in in partnership with members of the County Planning Commission and members of the Planning Growth Management staff. Mm -hmm. And 
and we're looking for some new solutions in how to make housing more affordable in Charles County. Right. But that's a nationwide problem. It's not a Charles County problem. Housing mm-hmm. is expensive everywhere, everywhere and it's getting to be more of a problem. Rising interest rates, rising housing costs, all of it is part of a bigger picture that, you know, our housing authority isn't going to be able to solve on its own. But I think when we recognize that we have those big challenges, our approach is to try to reach out and see who are our partners in the community and how can we work together to help forge those bigger solutions. So we're working on lots of those kind of things. But magic wand would be, you know, getting everything you need for everybody um, and helping people to be more self-sufficient and recognize all the resources that they have available to them so that they can grow and, and progress into a more self-sufficient, um, you know, state of being. Most people do want to be independent and, and successful. And so we try to help me move people in that direction, but we don't always have, unfortunately, everything that everybody needs. Well, I'm hoping even, and I know this, you know, certainly not a magic wand. I, I, my expression of like just a little pixie dust along mm-hmm. the way is even conversations like this where I hope somebody's listening and thinks, well, I didn't know that that existed. Let me reach out and, mm-hmm. and try to get that resource. So, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. We're constantly looking. There is not a grant writer in Charles County. So our staff are actually preparing and, and looking for these grants and writing for that money and managing those programs when they come in. So, right. So we're constantly looking, but keep looking for money for us. <laughs> keep looking for money. Bring in the money. Yeah. I, I want really. Yeah. I want Lisa to talk about the, how important it is for people to be planners. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Like Dina said, wait lists are one of our biggest challenges that we have. You know, we get the calls where people are calling in for help, and there are programs to help, but we can't necessarily help them right away mm. because we have to put them on a wait list. Um, so we really try to focus a lot on education and letting people know. Don't wait until you're in a health crisis Mm. to reach out and find out what's out there. Um, You know, because sometimes it's not immediate that, you know, can happen. So, you know, learning about the resources, uh, reaching out before you need help, but you're learning what's out there. Um, and also making a plan of what, you know, you want to do. You know, a lot of people plan a to retire. They have this huge plan to retire, but then once they retire, they don't have a plan Mm. of what's next. Right. Right. So, you know, what do you want your wishes to be? Who in your life do you want you to help with that? Um, How do you want, you know, things to progress? And what would you do if you got sick or God forbid injured or something like that? And find out what are the resources out there that you might be eligible for before you need them today, you know? Right. Because Um, they might not be available mm -hmm. today. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and get your name on the wait list. We always tell people, just put your name on the wait list. Even if you're not ready to accept the help right now, when your name comes up, then you can make that choice if you're ready for it or not. Um, And don't be resistant to help. You know, bringing help into the home doesn't mean that you're giving up, doesn't mean that you're um, giving in or, you know, that there's something wrong. Um, So don't wait until it's critical and you have nobody there. You know what I mean? Try to um, be a part of your own plan. So if our listeners hear nothing else, if our viewers (laughs) see nothing else, it's... Get, start planning. Start yeah. planning. Start thinking. Yeah. And look, Absolutely. and like Lisa said, look for the information before you actually need it. Because I think we have, you know, it, I, I've always been surprised as many years as I've been doing this that the the number of people who come in 
somehow to our department that have said, somebody told me to call you. I'm not really mm. sure. What, but, I, you know, the amount of outreach that our staff do going out in the community, being present, doing, you know, things like this to spread the word, doing Citizens Academy, all of those things. We try to get the word out to people, but the majority of people who contact our department still really don't know what we do or they, right. they didn't mm -hmm. know in time to reach out earlier so that we could do an earlier intervention that may be more successful for them. Right. If we have people listening, viewing right now that are saying, I want to get more involved, I love what community service is doing. What does community engagement look like for you guys in terms of are there boards and commissions people mm -hmm. can support? Are there volunteer opportunities? How can people get more involved with you? We mm -hmm. definitely have a lot of opportunity for engagement. Um, all of our senior centers have mm -hmm. um, senior center councils. So people who want to be involved with, you know, what goes on at those places can certainly um, get involved in their councils or at least bring attention to information that they want to see, programs they want to see to our staff or to council members. Um, we do have um, one commissioner-appointed board, which is our Area Council on Aging. It serves as an advisory board to the Board of Commissions on Older Adult Issues in Charles mm. County. So that's a good way to get involved if you're interested in aging issues. Um, the um, Citizens Academy is a wonderful opportunity. Thanks you for know. the plug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great way to find out about all different things that are going on in Charles County and find where you might want to be more engaged. Volunteer opportunities are plentiful. Meals um, on Wheels drivers. We yeah. always need Meals on Wheels drivers. That's Good. really important. Okay. We use entirely um, a force of volunteers to deliver those meals. There's no paid staff at all. So we definitely need, you know, those are always. Yep. There's mm -hmm. a really lovely little program that, you know, we've done for decades um, with community partners and volunteers called the Telephone Reassurance Program. Mm -hmm. um, those are people who, you know, even if you're not able to be out and about and delivering meals, for example, you can be matched with a buddy who's, you know, somebody who may be homebound or and, you know, doesn't have a lot of social interaction. Um, and you can make phone calls and visit with that person um, on a regular basis. Thank you both so much for being here today. I really appreciate you taking a, a I was going to say deep dive into what the Department of Community Services does, but I assume this was still kind of just skimming yep. a lot of the <laughs> surface. Was. But thank you. I'm hoping people are listening and watching and will want to keep getting more engaged and involved with the wonderful work that you do, whether it's using your resources or supporting your programs and planning and and growing old well in Charles County. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. To find out more, check out our show notes. Everything will be listed that these ladies talked about for the wonderful Department of Community Services. For more information on Charles County government, you can visit our website, www.charlescountymd.gov. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the county's e-news. To get all of our text and email alerts, you can also sign up for the Citizen Notification System. We hope you'll continue to watch and listen by getting podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and tuning in to CCGTV. You can find us on Comcast Channel 95 or Verizon Fios Channel 10. You can also get us on Apple TV and Roku devices. Just search Charles County Government. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And thank you so much for being here today. Take care, stay safe, and stay engaged.